From the heart of our nation's capital, here's Family Research Council President Tony Perkins. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to Washington Watch. Coming up on this Valentine's Day edition, the Biden administration's policies and the economy are certainly not a match made in heaven. Last week, the U.S. Bureau of Labor Statistics released the Consumer Price Index, which surged even more than expected to 7.5 percent, the highest in 40 years. Despite the heartbreaking economic news, driven in large part by government spending, House Speaker Nancy Pelosi says we need more government spending by way of President Biden's so-called Build Back Better plan. With all the respect in the world for my friend Joe Manchin, it's not right to say that what we are doing is contributing to inflation because it is exactly the opposite. That was Speaker Pelosi yesterday on ABC This Week criticizing West Virginia Senator Joe Manchin for opposing more government spending. Is there a connection between the trillions in government spending and the record inflation we're seeing? We'll talk with the Dean of the School of Business at Liberty University, Dr. Dave Bratt, a former member of Congress from Virginia. And the Chamber of Commerce, which was so enamored with the Black Lives Matter protest in Washington and elsewhere, is preserving the BLM graffiti, treating it as artifacts for future exhibits on equality, diversity, and inclusion. But the chamber doesn't feel the same way about the protest in Canada over that country's freedom-stifling COVID policies. The chamber called on Canadian government officials to crack down on those who oppose government mandates and overreach. And this afternoon, that's exactly what Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau announced. The, the duplicity of big government or big uh, business in America is stunning. We'll talk about it with Ken Blackwell, former mayor of Cincinnati and former Ohio Secretary of State. Now, China basking in the spotlight of the Winter Olympics. The Chinese Communist Party is doing their best to take advantage of the opportunity to whitewash their image. And they're using surrogates that benefit from China's largesse to help. We had our ambassador, uh, Abinul Haq. He went to uh, uh, Xinjiang and he, according to his observations, the picture is not what was uh, being portrayed uh, on the Western media. That was Pakistan's Prime Minister Imran Khan on CNN. We'll be joined by the former ambassador at large for international religious freedom, Sam Brownback, in our special Olympics 2022 Human Rights on Ice later in the program. And finally, Finnish parliamentarian Pavi Rosinen was back in court today, the longstanding parliamentarian and former minister of the interior, together with Bishop uh, Johan Poljola are on trial for allegedly engaging in hate speech. Why? They publicly voiced their faith-based beliefs on marriage and sexual ethics, including a tweet of a Bible verse. Pastor Andrew Brunson, FRC Special Advisor for Religious Freedom, traveled to Finland to pray with Pavi and present her with thousands of prayer pledges signed by many of you. Andrew Brunson joins us later from Finland. We'll also be joined by Texas Congressman Chip Roy, who has been speaking out about these dangerous developments in Finland, warning that this type of threat to religious freedom and the freedom of speech could soon be here in America if we don't act to stop it now. The website, TonyPerkins.com. And by the way, uh, you might be a part of FRC's two-year Bible reading plan, our Stand on the Word. is a journey through the Bible. Today, our reading is in Exodus chapter 17 and 18. Our verse for the day comes from chapter 18, verse 21. Moreover, look for able men from all the people, men who fear God, who are trustworthy and hate a bribe, and place such men over the people as chiefs of thousands, of hundreds, of fifties and of tens. That advice coming from Moses' father-in-law, Jethro, he gave him wise counsel on both a decentralized system of justice, the principle of which, the principles of which uh, guided the formation of our own federalist government, and he also tells him the type of people who should be in government. As important as the system of government is, it should be abundantly clear to us today that in America, the character of our leaders is more important than the construct of the polity. No system will ensure justice when those are in, who are in government reject God and his truth. To find out more about our Bible reading plan, go to frc.org slash Bible. And by the way, you can join me each morning, Monday through Friday at 844 a.m., 
That's 8.44 a.m. Eastern Time for a daily devotional based upon the two-year Bible reading plan, or you can find it at TonyPerkins.com as well. All right, according to the latest Labor Department report released late last week, the Consumer Price Index rose 7.5% in January from a year ago, making the fastest increase in inflation since February of 1982, when inflation hit 7.6%. And we've seen the effects at the store, the gas pump, and in every facet of our lives. In certain cities, rent is up 30% or more from a year ago. Prices for used cars are up 40% year to year. And American families, the grocery bills, well, they've increased by $856 year to year. As inflation continues to defy expectations, radical Democrats maintain the solution is more spending in the form of President Joe Biden's Build Back Better plan. And while some, like Senator Joe Manchin, recognize that trillions in spending will only add fuel to the fire, there are those like Nancy Pelosi that we mentioned earlier who maintains otherwise. So which is it? Well, with us now to talk about this is Dr. Dave Bratt, Dean at Liberty University School of Business and a former member of Congress. Dr. Bratt, welcome back to the program. Hey, Tony, thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Okay, so let me ask you a question. Who's right? Nancy yeah. Pelosi saying we need more spending to address the inflation or Joe Manchin who's saying more spending from the government will only fuel inflation? Well, uh, I'm a, uh, Tony Perkins is right. They both made little technical errors. You said, uh, and worded it properly, is spending related to inflation, and it is. And I will solve the entire mystery of inflation for you here in five seconds. So all the uh, Christians out there, get out your pencils. Here is your answer. Right, Write that down. MV equals PQ. This is roughly speaking uh, macroeconomics, Milton Friedman. V is velocity. You can ignore it. Just pretend it's constant. Q is national output, how much stuff you make in a year, how many refrigerators. Let's just assume that's constant. If those are constant, the only two things on that, uh, on that equation are M equals P, basically. So if the amount of money you print goes up, M, P has to go up by exactly the same amount. And so it's money that is always and everywhere the cause of inflation, the amount of money you print. Now, of course, that is highly related to the amount of government spending the Democrats want to do. So that's why everybody conflates that in their head. But inflation is not the result of supply chain problems. It's not the fault of the uh, minimum wage. Uh, both, both sides got to tell the truth on this thing. Those things are, go along with it, but it's like a balloon, right? If you don't print more money, you can raise the prices over here, uh, but that this formula, P, uh, has to stay constant, right? You didn't print any more money. So if you raise prices over here, some other prices have to go down over there. And that's just the way it works. It's an identity in mathematics. It's, it, it, there's no uncertainty around it. Money causes inflation. And so uh, a lot of people are tempted to make up stories that are related to it. Like you said, is, it, is spending related? Of course, because we just, why did we print all that money? Uh, so the Democrats can go on a spending spree. So that's usually the case, uh, but it's the amount of money that causes the inflation. Democrats are very concerned about uh, this inflation and the cost of living for voters all across America. In fact, uh, Joe Biden earlier, uh, about a few months ago, said this was transitory. This was just passing. It was not going yeah. to be here very long. Yeah. Last week, he was asked about that. Lester Holt uh, from NBC Nightly News asked him that question. Uh, play clip number one, please. I think it was back in July you said inflation was going to be temporary. I think a lot of Americans are wondering what your definition of temporary is. Well, you're being a wise guy with me a little bit. Uh, and I understand that's your job. So to ask about the president's statement that this was transitory as being a wise guy? Yeah. No, no, that, that, that's right. And so we printed, I don't know what, I think 30% more money. So you're going to have inflation. And it, just to make it clear to everybody, too, you know, prices matter in free market system. Prices are the ultimate signal. It's the only signal. How does everything get on the shelf in Walmart? Uh, prices send those signals. Once you scan it at Walmart, uh, the inventory system scans the price and says uh, somebody just purchased things, buy more. So every single little price carries a lot more information than you think. Now, aggregate that up to every single price in the economy, big P. That's the inflation rate. So now I tell you, hey, 
we're just gonna jack the price, every single price in the economy up by 7% on average, right? Some are more and some are less. Uh, can you imagine, you don't have a supercomputer big enough to handle that calculation and the complexity of what just went wrong. So the entire price level for the macro economy is changing by 7%. Some of it's up over here, so businesses don't know what to do. Now it just went up to 7.5%. So not only is it not transitory, it's 7%, which is a 40-year high, and it's going up. And so you don't know. If you just print, printed 40% more money, how much more is it going to go up? You don't know. So imagine what that does to business decision-making going out a few quarters or a few years. Are you going to plow a ton of new capital investment in your plant or into uh, real estate, et cetera, uh, when you have that big of an unknown uh, going out in front of you? And then, because we've already destroyed the free market system so much, we just have anomalies on our hand. How in the world can you have 7% inflation rate and a 2% uh, treasury bond, 10-year treasury bond? It's never happened before, right? And the only reason is people might be buying bonds right now is a risk hedge, right? Because they see, hey, we're in trouble. And so if you buy bonds, you know, the price of bonds goes up and yield goes down. And so the interest rate stays down. But this, this has never happened. We're abandoning the free market price system, which has served us so well. And you don't hear anybody talking about that. That's the big deal that matters. We're destroying the infinite complexity and the gift of the invisible hand, which has aligned productivity growth and human welfare, the likes of we, we've never seen on the planet, and we're about so, ready to destroy it. So, Dr. Bratt, what's the way out? I mean, clearly the way out is yeah. not another $2 trillion in government no. spending, no. Uh, which will have to be deficit spending, even even though yeah. they're arguing that this is uh, this Build Back Better is going to be a deficit reduction. Um, I've never seen that, uh, but... What's the way out? Yeah, well, the way out, uh, you know, Ronald Reagan, back when you had, you know, you mentioned the uh, Moses and the counsel of his father on wise men. Uh, not many of them left, unfortunately, right? Uh, one of the few strong men that was just uh, a leader was Ronald Reagan, and he had Paul Volcker, and they had 17% uh, inflation and huge interest rates. And they, the way you fix it is you slam, you slam your brake on. You, you quit printing money. In, in the face of everything I just told you, the Fed hasn't raised rates at all yet, and they're still doing a little bit of monetary easing. They're still creating minimal inflation. They're adding to uh, the fuel on the fire instead of putting their foot on the brake. Because if you put your foot on the brake, they know they may get a recession. There will be a recession, right, if you do this seven uh, quarter point hikes that they're talking about, that will push us most likely into recession. No one wants that. Uh, but if you don't cure inflation, right, you see what it's doing to middle class wages, right? You just you just right. made your wage rate, you made 100 bucks uh, this month. Well, sorry, you only made 93, right? And that's it, it the inflation rate's going up. So you but, can expect more of that uh, in the months to follow. We're, we're, we're up against a break, Dr. Brad, but clearly this is the result of policy that yeah, has sure. driven a lot of this. And yeah. this is, you know, elections have consequences. And yeah. I think American voters have an opportunity to see it on full display with what we're experiencing yeah. right now. Uh, Dave, Brad, always great to talk with you. Thanks so much for uh, joining us today. Thanks, Tony. God bless. Thank you. All right, coming up, the U.S. Chamber of Commerce is calling for an end to Canada's peaceful freedom convoy of truckers. They're calling on the Canadian government to crack down on them. Little duplicity. We'll talk about it next. Don't go away. Today, moral relativism and political correctness are assaulting truth. How can the world have hope when believers themselves aren't clear on the authority of the Bible? The Church of Jesus Christ always faces a tremendous temptation to deviate from the Word of God. The God who speaks clearly expresses God's intent in giving us His Word and the response that is demanded of those who hear. Nobody ever encounters God and says, that was boring and irrelevant. When people say that about the Bible, it just says to me, they've not encountered the God of the Bible. Our faith is rooted in history, and, and consequently, we need to use the evidence and never be afraid of it. The God Who Speaks is a feature-length documentary from the American Family Association 
which could bolster your confidence in the Word of God. Churches really need to see this, really need to understand what the Bible actually is. Available now at thegodwhospeaks.org. Here's a moment of hope for your home with Jerry and Becky Drace. Hey, look at me. I'm over here. Can't you see me? <laughs> Have you ever heard that? Listen to 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 4. Love does not parade itself and is not puffed up. Kids often seek attention just like their superstars and celebrity idols. But many adults demand attention too, and it's nauseating. Hey, you don't know who I am, do you, and what I've done? Teach your children where they can find acceptance and personal worth. These qualities are developed only through relationship with Jesus Christ. True love teaches confidence and humility without arrogance. Show by an example a humble spirit. Teach your kids that God pays attention without them having to yell or shout because He loves them, whether they are a celebrity or not. Learn more about the ministry of Jerry and Becky Drace, including evangelism with integrity, devotions, articles, and more at hopeforthehome.org. Here's some great news. If you missed the deadline to sign up for health insurance, or if like a lot of people, you just have a plan you're not happy with, you still have a choice. It's called MediShare. It's a Christian healthcare sharing program. There are more than 400,000 members now, and they love it. In fact, MediShare has double the customer satisfaction rate compared to that of health insurance. And MediShare really is the gold standard when it comes to healthcare sharing. It's been around more than 25 years. Members have shared more than $4 billion of each other's medical bills. Plus, MediShare is for you. It has saved its members billions by advocating on their behalf. Best of all, the typical savings for a family is around $6,000 a year. So if you think you're stuck with a high-cost health plan that doesn't have much to offer, think again. MediShare has a 98% customer satisfaction rating, and you are invited to be part of it. Call now. 833-44-BIBLE. That's 833-44-BIBLE. 833-44-BIBLE. Welcome back to Washington Watch. I'm Tony Perkins, your host. So good to have you with us on this Monday afternoon. The website, TonyPerkins.com. All right, the five-day-old blockade at the Ambassador Bridge, a uh, crucial link between the U.S. and Canada, reopened late Sunday evening after the city of Windsor, which connects Detroit uh, via the bridge, and the auto industry succeeded in obtaining a court order giving the police permission to remove the anti-mandate protesters peacefully assembled there. Now, on Friday, Jin Psaki said President Biden spoke with Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau. The Prime Minister promised quick action in enforcing the law, and the President thanked him for the steps he and other Canadian authorities are taking to restore the open passage of bridges to the United States. It was also urged on not only by President Biden, but the Chamber of Commerce and other American business groups. A Canadian prime minister today invoked emergency powers to quell the protest. What are we to make of all this? Joining me now to talk about uh, what we're seeing come out of the Truckageddon is Ken Blackwell, senior fellow for human rights and constitutional governance here at the Family Research Council, also former secretary of state. Uh, for Ohio and former mayor of Cincinnati. Ken, welcome back to the program. Hey, Tony, good to be with you. All right, so l- let's let's talk about this. Uh, you've got the Chamber of Commerce calling for a crackdown on peaceful protesters in Canada who are protesting the overreach of government. But this is the same organization that has embraced Black Lives Matter, taking their graffiti that they did all over the walls in Washington, all over the buildings, and preserving it uh, as artifacts. I mean, the, the, the duplicity of this group is amazing. It's amazing, but it's also destructive. Uh, Look, they have embraced unscientific mandates. They have embraced the same clown car that actually uh, waged war on American uh, energy independence. They, in fact, uh, are embracing the the same cheerleaders uh, for raging inflation and the deterioration of of family incomes, uh, and they are embracing uh, a a thematic uh, uh, theme, uh, thematic uh, uh, celebration of the Black Lives Matter Incorporated. And I'd like to move away from uh, the the, uh, 
the slogan and talk about the organization uh, that they have, in fact, partnered with. They have partnered with a group that's run by self-proclaimed Marxist status, who, in fact, are the self-proclaimed enemies of our constitutional republic. Uh, we live in a rules-based society. Things work when, in fact, the rule of law is appreciated. They are now in league with those who, those anarchists who have chosen division uh, and chaos over the rule of law uh, and and freedom. Uh, th it's 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 a shame, Tony. What 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 is a shame? What baffles me, Ken Blackwell, is that you know, and I. You and I go back a ways in terms of our service in government, and and I used to get a hundred percent rating with the business community because we embrace constitutional principles and the free market, and that's the future of business. If business wants to survive, they need they need to know what the rules are, and they also need to have the ability to operate freely. They're embracing a leftist agenda. I mean, look, they, they've uh, the chamber has embraced the the, the freedom crushing Equality Act. Uh, they endorsed three times more Democrats in the federal race, races in 2020. Uh, they have uh, they've taken a position on every explosive issue on the other side of it. Whether it's uh, girls' sports, therefore transgenderism in boys being in girls' sports, uh, the diversity quotas. I mean, they're supporting China and this whitewashing of their image. I mean, how will business, how will that survive in America if the leftist policies dominate in America? Big corporations all too often are now drunk with wokeism. Uh, one of the things that you and I both know is that job growth uh, and America's future actually turns on uh, businesses that employ 50 to uh, uh, 500 people. Uh, th that's within the definition of small and medium-sized business. These corporations are globalists in their in their nation in their nature, and they in fact uh, turn a blind eye to the disintegration of the nation-state that we in fact cherish as America. They in fact have been weak on shoring up our southern border. Uh, that is because they in fact embrace this nonsense of allowing, you know, low-wage workers to come across no matter whether they embrace the rule of law and a path to citizenship, they, in fact, just saw them as a cheaper form of labor, labor uh, eroding the working-class family's stability in our country. So, look, they need to get on the good foot, as James Brown would say, uh, and, in fact, understand that for 200 and now almost 40, 246 years, we have become the most robust economy and constitutional republic in all of human history. One, because we believe uh, in the nation. Two, we believe that God is the at centrality uh, in, in, at the centrality of our government. Uh, and three, we cherish individual liberty. We cannot embrace this globalist, status, wokest notion that's being embraced by the chamber in, in, in this case. You gotta well, get to, put them back on it, the good foot. Well, to help them to get on that book, that good foot, is that, you know, instead of pulling into uh, the Walmart store, you go down the street to the local IGA or the True Value Hardware and do your business with those small businesses that are actually more responsive to the community and they don't embrace this leftist agenda. As you said, many of these globalist uh, companies and corporations uh, do. Uh, Ken, we're out of time. Always great to talk with you. Thanks so much for uh, taking time to join us this afternoon. Thank you, Tony. Let's go. All right. And, and, and folks, I mean, look, we've got a responsibility to act. I mean, you look at all these advertisers. We're going to be talking about it next, about the uh, the Olympics. We're going to be joined by Ambassador Brown, Sam, former ambassador for international religious freedom, Sam Brownback. But look, you look at some of these corporations that are advertising and pumping up the Olympics and helping whitewash China's image. And we shouldn't be doing business with them. In fact, there's a great app, Second Vote. We've talked about it before. 
kind of gives you a rundown of where many of these corporations stand on the issues. But you need to need to vote with your dollars as well as your, your ballot. Don't go away. We're coming back with more after this. Making the most of your money. Here's Dan Celia. So we talk often about politics. I know I do. Well, why do we do that? It's financial issues. You have a radio program that deals with finances, the economy, individual stewardship, of course. But we can't discount the economy. The economy is important, obviously, to our personal finances. Nobody is going to do well or feel good if they're worried about losing their job or, in fact, can't get a job, right? The economic environment of the United States of America has to be strong if we are going to thrive, if we are going to be able to get work and continue to advance in our jobs and secure our families. People say that politicians can't do anything to create a job, but the fact of the matter is politicians can do a lot to create a job. Number one, they can have an attitude of controlling their spending controlling the debt that this country is in. We're not going to have a thriving economy if we have a lot of debt hanging over our heads. We need to make sure that, yes, government is strong and stable, but we also need to make sure that it is efficient and effective. Politicians can go a long way to make sure that we have tax code that we can live with, that we have regulations that will actually help businesses and help them understand that the regulation is permanent. It's not going to change. This is what I have. I have to work within it. The political structure in Washington, D.C. can incentivize good corporations to expand and get better. And it can incentivize the young entrepreneur to jump in and start companies and grow companies and build a organization that is going to hire people and grow the economy of America. We are a free market economy, and we need to be free of government interference. Experience Dan Celia in person. Find a faith, family, and finance town hall meeting or seminar near you at afafoundation.net. Beijing 2022. Human rights on ice. Beijing. Host... uh, Since the start of the 2022 Winter Olympics in Beijing, we have been devoting a segment each day to highlighting some of the atrocities being carried out by the Chinese Communist Party. Uh, As I I was just talking about uh, in our previous segment about many of America's corporations, Uh, there are five American top-tier corporate sponsors of this year's Olympics, Visa, Airbnb, Procter & Gamble, Coca-Cola, and uh, Intel, the Intel Corporation. None, none of the advertisers surrounding the games have taken a stand against uh, the Chinese Communist Party's inhumane uh, treatment of religious minorities and others. Uh, They don't discriminate in who they abuse. Uh, They go after anyone and everyone who refuses to bow the knee to the Communist Party there in China. Uh, And now what they're doing is they are using their Belt and Road initiatives, which they're building, uh, they're putting money in countries across the world to to build this uh, infrastructure for trade. But they're now sending these individuals out uh, to uh, basically help whitewash the image of China. I played this clip earlier, but I want to play this clip again. Uh, this is the uh, Pakistan's Prime Minister, Imran Khan, uh, on CNN. Uh, play clip number six, please. We're moving in this direction. Because- we had our ambassador, uh, Abin al-Haq. He went to uh, uh, Xinjiang, and he, according to his observations, the picture is not what was uh, being portrayed uh, on the Western media. Now, that was yesterday um, on CNN. Now, what they didn't talk about, what they didn't talk about, and this this pertains to a lot of individuals who get on television, including a number of former American uh, political figures. They don't talk about the money and the connections they have to Beijing, to China. Uh, Pakistan is getting getting a lot of money uh, from China, And none of this is ever talked about in the media. 
the media doesn't say, well, uh, do you have a, a vested interest in China? Are you involved with someone who's on the payroll of China? But they're using this opportunity to whitewash their image and to cover the atrocities that they are committing against religious minorities. Joining me now to talk more about this, former ambassador at large for international religious freedom. He has served as a senator, Kansas governor, uh, and at last, in the last administration, ambassador at large for international religious freedom. Ambassador Brownback, welcome back to Washington Watch. Hey, Tony, great to join you. Uh, uh, and thank you for bringing this topic up. This is just so important, and it's very timely, obviously, with the Olympics going on. Well, I want to talk about that. For uh, We were just discussing the the fact that China is using its money, to is leveraging its money in the Belt and Roads Initiative to get people to come out and vouch for them. And you've got corporate America, you know, five of the big uh, corporate uh, sponsors of the Olympics, Visa, Airbnb, Procter & Gamble, Coca-Cola, and Intel Corporation, none of them saying a word about the genocide that's taking place in China. Yeah, isn't that disgusting? I, I mean, I, I watch that, and, you know, and they'll protest all the time things going on in the United States or the West, but if it's about China, they're silent. Uh, and, you know, Tony, too, I think the American public needs to know this. A lot of these Western companies are what's propping up communist China. You pull these Western companies out of China and disentangle our two economies, and China is a wreck economically. It's a lot of Western companies that are propping up uh, this totalitarian, communist, atheistic regime that uh, exists in China. And quite frankly, uh, American consumers are helping. Uh, when we look at those products that are made in China, what we ought to do is, I do, uh, our family has, uh, you know, since I've been sanctioned by China and we've been tracking this for quite some time, you know, we pick it up. And like these mugs I have here, uh, stand mug, it's hard to find a coffee mug not made in China. I'm, I'm proud to say this is made in the U.S. of A. And uh, we buy everything we can made in America. We refuse to prop up any company that is propping up the abuse, the abusive Chinese Communist Party. Yeah, and that's what we ought to do. I mean, and that's the message we should be sending to all these companies uh, and people that are propping up the uh, Beijing government. You know, one of the things, Tony, I've been very pleased about with these Olympics is these Olympics have shined a light on all the abuses and the darkness of the Chinese Communist Party. I mean, it, things have become in full relief now, and they were seeing about the abuse of the Uyghurs and of what's taking place in the country and of the, the Christians and what's taking place to them. And that's what we need to do is speak out as an Americans. And I'm also pleased to see that this is now becoming a major political issue in the United States. What candidates running for the United States Senate are pro-China or anti-China? I mean, this needs to be a major issue in this political campaign season, and I'm starting to see it show up. I'm, I'm very encouraged about how much the United States public has pushed back against our relationship with communist China. You're absolutely right. And I have to say, Ambassador, you were a large part of that by bringing attention to what was happening to the Uyghurs in China and helping uh, build that public support for religious freedom internationally. Ambassador, out of time. Always great to see you, my friend. Good to see you, Tony. God bless you all. All right. Take care. Coming up, Finnish member, a Finnish member of parliament, Pavi Razanen, had her second day in court today, and both sides rested their case. What came out during the court session and why is her case so important to us? When we come back, we'll hear from Pastor Andrew Brunson, who is in Helsinki right now, who delivered prayer petitions to Pave. Don't go. Most of us have at least one friend or family member who is pro-choice or have engaged with someone who doesn't share our pro-life views. As Christians, we are called to defend the weak and to speak truth and love. When we advocate for the unborn, we must do so in a way that is both truthful and living so that people will listen, both for their benefit and the unborn. At Family Research Council, we recognize and respect the inherent dignity of every human life, from conception until natural death. The value of human life is not conditional upon its usefulness to others or the state, or an arbitrary evaluation of a person's, quote, quality of life. 
Rather, the value of human life is unconditional because God, the author of life, has created all humans in His image and likeness. FRC's Center for Human Dignity exists to give a voice to the voiceless by helping others speak up for those who cannot speak for themselves. Access our free resources so that you can address abortion, human trafficking, pornography, and more. Speak truth boldly and lovingly. Learn how at frc.org slash life. In his image, delighting in God's plan for gender and sexuality. I loved it. I loved how biblically sound it was, all the scripture to back it up. The testimonies were very powerful. If it's a prodigal child that has just run away or one that's caught up in same-sex attraction, there's hope in Jesus. In His Image is now available on DVD and can be purchased in bulk to pass out to friends and family. Order today by visiting afastore.net. Target is in the bullseye because of its transgender bathroom policy. A petition by the American Family Association to boycott Target now surpassing a million signatures and counting. People have their own beliefs and stuff, but what can it hurt? What can it hurt? What can it hurt? It hurts our daughters. It hurts you. It hurts our families. It hurts me. It hurts all of us. Sign the petition to boycott Target at AFA.net. For American Family Radio, this is Gateways to Better Education. I'm Eric Buer. Benjamin Franklin told us how virtue is tied to freedom. Benjamin Franklin made a great observation about freedom and character. He said, Only a virtuous people are capable of freedom. As nations become corrupt and vicious, they have more need of masters. Franklin's words are so relevant today. It would be good for schools to apply Franklin's insight to students. Religious beliefs held by students can increase their virtuous behavior at school. But if public schools sow in students the idea that religion is not welcome on campus, teachers will also reap the effects. Students will come to school without the good behavior expected by the religion they're told to leave at home. You can be a gateway to better education. For help, visit gogateways.org. Summit was in Loudoun County, which was the epicenter of the battle over education. Only a week after U.S. Attorney General Merrick Garland issued a memo treating parents as domestic terrorists, we uh, we had jo- Senator Josh Hawley right there in Loudoun County speaking. Welcome back to Washington Watch. Hi, Tony. Good to be with you. Noreen and I were at Piavi's trial today, just a couple of hours ago, they finished up. And uh, this is called the Bible trial here in Finland by secular media. So it's the Bible trial. And we met Paivi at the door of the courtroom right before she went in for the trial session. And we gave her the printout uh, from Family Research Council that you just mentioned that listed the names of over 14,000 people who had pledged to pray for her. And I think she seemed genuinely genuinely encouraged that so many American Christians are praying for her, and she sends her thanks to FRC and to those who signed the prayer pledge. Now, Andrew, you know a little bit about that uh, in the power that just the understanding of knowing you're not alone. I mean, we know that, but when we actually see the fact that we have brothers and sisters all the way across, you know, the world praying for us, it really does send a message of encouragement, doesn't it? 
It does. And we, we were able to meet with Paibi and her husband yesterday for an hour and pray with her. And my impression, just very confident. She's at peace, just radiant. I asked her if she was afraid uh, because I had been afraid during my trial a number of times. And she said no. Now, I think at this point, the prosecution is not asking for a prison sentence, but rather wants to impose some financial penalties. But what comes to my mind is that she could escape this pressure that she's been under for the last two years by apologizing for her beliefs, by groveling, by compromising. But she's standing strong. And I know this is something you often emphasize, Tony, just standing strong. So she's giving a good example for others who are going to face similar decisions in the future. And I really want to honor her. Actually, there are some positive things that are that are happening because of this case. And you know that as well as we talked about your time in Turkey, how it really stirred people, believers around the world to pray. So it really is a Romans 8.28, you know, what the, the enemy meant for evil, God uses for good in, in many ways. And I think this is drawing awareness to the hostility that is in the culture toward biblical truth. And just reading out uh, kind of uh, a summary of today's events in court, uh, you know, one of the, essentially the prosecution saying that the Bible cannot overrule Finnish law, that somehow the Bible has to be, in the, in the truth that it speaks to, is uh, subservient to Finnish law. I mean, this is where we've come in Western civilization. Uh, yeah, and one other thing that they said that the prosecutor was indicating is that you're not allowed to make moral evaluations because this demeans human dignity. So I think there's some surprise. Paivi told us that she was surprised herself that this was taken to court, that she was prosecuted. But I, uh, wh what I see is a, a couple of thoughts. One, one is that there's a spirit of confusion. Uh, as people reject God, they end up with clouded reason. And another is that the courts and the judicial system respond to changes in the culture. So Finland is a few steps ahead of the US in this area. They, they have the so-called equality law, which is similar to what some are trying to pass in the States. And this is an example of what the result of that will be. Uh, and this is a preview of what we could face in the United States in the future. We have strong legal protections, but judges are human. And our elite law schools increasingly are hostile to faithful followers of Jesus. And this is the environment where future judges are being trained. This is what happens when you untether justice from truth. Uh, and it uh, is up to uh, whoever has the loudest voice in whatever positive law may be passed by a legislative body. I, uh, Pastor Brunson, I want you to, to address this question with what you see unfolding there. And you had an opportunity to pray with Pavi yesterday and then be there as she went into the courtroom today. Many pastors here in the United States, and, and I thank God for all of the pastors who will preach the whole counsel of God and not hold back from speaking the truth when it is time to speak. Now, I, I don't think we should be hammering this every week, every time, but it is a part of Scripture that when you talk about uh, the issue of morals, the Bible speaks to the morality of a society, and so the pastor should preach to that. But some would say, I don't want to talk about those political issues. I just want to preach the gospel. But what we see there in Finland is just preaching the word of God is now what is on trial. So to think that you can step back from these quote-unquote hot-button issues and somehow preach the rest of the gospel should be a notion that's put aside because that's no longer the case. Yeah, here's how a, a Christian media member summarized the case. You can quote the Bible, but not in a way that indicates that you believe or agree with what you're quoting. So. This, this can be the result, yes. I mean, what's the point? Uh, if we can quote the Bible, but we can't believe it and we can't live by it, then the scripture has been deemed meaningless. It's just another piece of literature. It's just another piece of written work to sit on the shelf. And that is not the intent of the word of God, nor is it why he has entrusted us with his living word. Uh, you know, there's one thing I told Paivi. 
uh, Tony, is that uh, we really want to honor her and that we're, we're proud of how she's representing Jesus Christ. And she's doing it so well. And I told her also that her courage is contagious. And I think many other people are, are going to take her example. She's, I, I should say she's giving a very good example for those who will face difficult decisions like this in the future. Am I going to fear man or am I going to fear God? And I just see in, in Hungary yesterday, thousands of people, I think there were something like 3,000, uh, came together in front of the Finnish uh, embassy to protest this. So her courage is contagious. Uh, courage breeds courage. One final question for you, uh, Pastor Brunson. What uh, is the next step? How long before the court might make a decision in her case? I'm not sure. I think that they, they kind of leave that open and then they suddenly announce it. So what I was told is that sometime in the next few weeks, maybe a month or two, they will, they will give a decision. And now Paibi, I think she expects to win but the reality is that this is going to have a freezing effect on believers here. And this is something that a, a Finnish leader used this word freezing. They know what, uh, they have a lot of snow and ice here. We have some right now outside. And he said, this will have a freezing effect on believers because Paivi is a well-known public figure in Finland. And she has been prosecuted now in criminal court for publicly stating what hundreds of millions of Christians around the world believe. Yeah, absolutely. One, one final point for you. What, how should we be praying for her right now? Well, it would be very good to see her vindicated because uh, this is going to intimidate people, but it would, if, if she does not win this case, then it is going to lead to more restrictions. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Dr. Andrew Brunson, I want to thank you uh, personally for going over there on my behalf and the behalf of FRC to deliver these petitions to her. Uh, you and Noreen, thank you so much for, uh, for being there with her and praying with her. It was a real privilege. Thank you, Tony. All right. Uh, Andrew Brunson, who knows a little bit about the need for encouragement. And there's no better way to encourage people than to pray for them, intercede for them. So continue to pray for Pavi. And that, as Dr. Brunson said, that she would be vindicated. All right, in, in the days leading up to this second uh, trial, the second day of trial for Pavi, FRC wasn't the only group standing behind this Finnish member of parliament. Members of Congress here in the United States saw what was coming. They knew what this meant, and so they stood with Pavi as well, writing a letter to offer her support, encouragement, and prayers, noting that the challenge she's been facing is not merely legal, but spiritual. Joining me now is the one who spearheaded this effort, our good friend Chip Roy, congressman from the state of Texas and a member of the House Freedom Caucus. Chip, welcome back to the program. Great to be with you, Tony, as always. All right. Um, you see the handwriting on the wall with what's happening in Finland, and you've spoken out about this. Has this captured the attention of your colleagues? Well, I, I can say that it has definitely captured my attention and a handful of my colleagues. I'm not sure everybody in this country, including elected uh, office holders, whether they're in Congress or, or, or any other body across the country, quite understand what's at stake with what we're seeing happening in Finland. Obviously, this is terrible for MP Rasnan, um, for Bishop. You know, the, it, the, the extent to which what we're seeing unfold right now is a chilling um, impact on not just free speech, but our faith cannot be overstated. When you think about today that the prosecutor is saying that the Bible has got to take a backseat to finish law, right? Think about the implications of that, right? You know, that, that somehow that the Bible and the freedom of religion in the words of the prosecutor stops at the door of discrimination, well, the natural extension of that is that if you believe the Bible and you believe that it is the inerrant word of God, that you then are, anytime you're quoting it, as your previous guest and you were just talking about, you are all automatically discriminating, right? You're automatically discriminating against people of other faiths. And so that's the road that we're headed down. And it's not that far away in this country. Like, think about all of the surveillance going on, thinking about the intrusions on our liberties. And when you talk about this, Finnish law, I mean, then we're going to be having the same conversation about American law. 
Now, what my colleagues and I wanted to do was offer our prayerful support and encouragement of what they're going through in Finland, but I want to also highlight how this is such a problem for the people in our country and around the world who are facing persecution on a daily basis as well. Well, and if you step back for just a moment to this assertion by the prosecution there that the Bible uh, cannot in any way undermine Finnish law, it turns Western civilization on its head because Western civilization is a product of the moral law of God and the specific revelation as a common law comes from an understanding of the Judeo-Christian worldview. So we're, we're actually now reversing it, saying somehow we got here on our own and what got us here we no longer want. The, the problem is that brings about moral anarchy. And as I was talking with Dr. Brunson earlier, when you have justice untethered from truth, you lose both. And that's what we see happening here. He mentioned the uh, they have an equality law. Same thing that Nancy Pelosi has made one of their top priorities. It's passed the House, fortunately right now, bottled up in the Senate. But the Equality Act would bring the same thing here to the United States. Yeah, and then think about how much major corporations are pushing that. I looked at a list last week were 500 major corporations that are all backing and supporting the Equality Act because of all of the pressure coming up through our institutional investors. What the American people need to understand is, is just because we're not being prosecuted in court yet in the United States, we're still being prosecuted. We're being prosecuted by major corporations and by all of the powers that be in government, universities, that our speech is being chilled right now. And we are only one or two steps behind what we're seeing happening in Finland. And so, you know, if you're talking about, you know, Bishop Oyola, for example, simply cited the, I think, pamphlet that MP Rasmussen put out. Right. right. I mean, think about that, right? Well, and, and I mean, that, that would be... Chip, that would be equivalent to a church putting out one of the publications that uh, the Family Research Council does on transgenderism, which is, by the way, footnoted and documented based in science. But yet that, because it is uh, would be in violation of the Equality Act, uh, now makes uh, using that a criminal offense. Well, I can promise you. I could probably be arrested for probably half the tweets I put out in the last week uh, if you're going to go down the road that they want to go down. But understand, Americans, when you're listening to this and people around the world, M.P. Rasnan, one of the charges against her is the charge of a tweet literally quoting a Bible verse, Romans, uh, in response to the position of the state church in Finland, sort of saddling it up with the LGBTQ you know, effort. And literally just by promoting a Bible verse on Twitter, that is a charge against her. That's what we're facing. It is chilling. The American people should be horrified. But more importantly, members of, of, the, of the Christian community around the world should be joining in solidarity, in prayerful solidarity, standing behind not just those two, but all who are facing persecution around the world. We know as Christians, that we will be persecuted. That yeah. is just something we understand and know, but how we respond to it. And by the way, the prosecutors tried to get them to recant their faith, to pull back their words in order to not face prosecution. And God bless them for saying no. You're absolutely right. Chip, we got to leave it there. We're out of time. Folks, thanks so much for joining us. As always, continue to stand. For truth. Washington Watch with Tony Perkins is brought to you by Family Research Council and is entirely listener supported. Portions of the show discussing candidates are brought to you by Family Research Council Action. For more information on anything you've heard today or to find out how you can partner with us in our ongoing efforts to promote faith, family, and freedom, visit TonyPerkins.com. Also, to leave a comment about Washington Watch, call our watch line at 1-866-372-7234. That's 1-866-372-7234.